everyone, Siobhan Chapman here, and welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. It's Friday morning, which means it's time for the Weekend Review and Preview Conversation, where my guests will recap how markets have performed over the past few sessions and preview what you can expect in the week ahead. Today's conversation is primarily focused on the May Employment Report and the Fed's Beige Book release. Joining us for the conversation, I'm glad to welcome back Senior Economist America's Brian Rose. Brian, welcome. We're happy to have you. Thanks, Siobhan. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Brian. So let's get started. Earlier, we we received the May employment report. How did the data come in relative to your expectations, and how would you characterize the current health of the U.S. labor market? So the data was very mixed, and uh, you had the headline payroll number was very strong at 339,000. On top of that, there were upper revisions to the previous two months, totaling 93,000. So in terms of payrolls, very strong number. But there were a lot of downward surprises, too. So the unemployment rate went up to 3.7% from the previous 3.4%. Also, the average hourly earnings were weak, uh, rising only three-tenths month over month. The average weekly hours worked uh, was, uh, you know, ticked down. And reflecting, you know, that higher unemployment rate, that was because in the household survey, which is where that, that number comes from, the household survey showed 310,000 job losses. So, you know, they go out, they survey households and ask, ask them, you know, are the people in your household working? And more people said uh, no uh, this time. So, again, very strong payrolls, very weak uh, employment in the, in the household data. So telling you two totally different uh, stories. And one, uh, you know, unusual feature is the unemployment rate for teenagers jumped over one percentage, one percentage point, uh, just month over month. So, you know, hard to, hard to explain or reconcile these two very different uh, stories could be reflecting seasonal adjustment problems or just simply noise in the, in the data. In any case, you know, the market tends to react to the payroll number. That's the headline number. But if you look historically, sometimes at a turning point in the cycle where employment suddenly gets a lot weaker, that the household surveys actually, you know, gives you that warning a bit earlier. So I would not dismiss, you know, the fact that, that the household survey was uh, so weak. Uh, in any case, it does look like, uh, you know, labor market is very tight. Earlier in the week, we had the JOLTS job openings data, and that surprised, you know, way to the upside. So market was looking for openings to fall again down to 9.4 million, but instead it went up to 10.1. So that is a huge surprise to the, you know, to the upside. And so uh, again, you've got the very mixed picture. Hard to know which of these numbers uh, to believe, but the overall, Labor market still looks uh, very tight, and uh, you know this this is a a problem for uh, for the Fed because they're, you know they're they're concerned that the labor market is is overheated, and this will make it hard for the inflation for inflation to come down. Thank you so much for that update, Brian. So moving outside of the job numbers, there was a lot of focus this week on the Fed speakers that we heard from. What are some takeaways and what are CIO's expectations for the June meeting? Right. So you had a lot of FOMC members making public comments and the market 
has been swinging back and forth with each comment. Uh, there's a distinct lack of consensus among the FOMC members as to what to do at the, the meeting uh, that, that's on June 14th. And I'm looking for one of two outcomes from this meeting. Either they hike rates 25 basis points or they leave rates unchanged send a message that further hikes are likely. So one of those two, two scenarios should play out. And uh, as of now, I'm leaning towards the latter scenario because it seems like the Fed leadership, including Fed Chair Powell, they want to skip a rate hike in June, give themselves another six weeks to see how the economy develops, how the data comes in, you know, and then decide whether to raise rates uh, more or not, you know, you've got uh, banks tightening their lending standards after the recent bank failures. The Fed has already raised rates 500 basis points in a pretty short period of time, so that will have a lag impact on the economy. And in this environment, it kind of pays to, you know, make decisions like this as late as possible. So, you know, just... Uh, you want as much information as you can have before you have to make a decision. So that's why I favor this idea of skipping the June meeting. But, you know, with the, the payrolls growing this strongly and, uh, you, know, other, other, you know, some strength in other data, uh, you could easily justify a rate hike as well. So, Brian, I want to stick with the Fed. On Wednesday, we received the Fed's beige book. What are some takeaways that you can share with us? Right. So the Beige Book gathers information from the Fed's contacts across the country. It's, uh, you know, it's anecdotal evidence. It's not like, uh, you know, it's a big survey where you're surveying 100,000 people or, or businesses. Uh, but the Fed does value this information. You know, they, they, uh, there's a reason why they collected and bother putting the base book together is they find this kind of anecdotal information, uh, you know, worthwhile. And especially in the current situation where there's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of noise in the data, a lot of uncertainty over whether the data is right, this anecdotal evidence is worth more in, in my view, at least. And if you look at the, the latest base book, it shows the Fed making some progress in terms of uh, slowing down the economy, uh, softening the labor market, reducing inflationary pressure. So, you know, in that sense, things seem to be heading in the right direction uh, for the Fed. The problem is, though, that, you know, if you're asking, is the Fed on track to hit its 2% inflation target, based on the base book, you'd have to say no. Though so, you know, inflation is well down from its peak, but businesses are still saying, we expect to keep raising prices around the same pace that we have recently. And the recent pace is, you know, again, not not as high as it was at the peak, but still way above the Fed's target. So, you know, uh, if if you take the base book as a whole, I, I think uh, it does raise concerns for the Fed that, um, you know, labor market is still too tight, inflationary pressure is still too strong, and I think you could use that to justify further rate hikes. What is taking place next week that investors should be mindful of, Brian? All right. So next week should be relatively quiet. So the drama over the debt ceiling uh, is over. And also, 
the Fed uh, will enter the blackout period where they, they're not supposed to comment in the media anymore. That, that starts tomorrow. So uh, next week should be relatively quiet. We'll get the ISM services PMI. Uh, we had the manufacturing PMI out this week. It was little changed, and I expect the services also probably not, not a big change there. And one other interesting data point will be consumer credit. So we've seen, uh, you know, over the last year or so, very rapid increase in consumer credit. People are using their credit cards to maintain spending in, in the face of higher prices. So interesting to watch this data, uh, see what's going on uh, on the consumer side. It's a, you know, the of course, there's a lot of concern over recession risks and the most likely scenario for a recession to start would be the households basically run out of money. Uh, they don't want to borrow anymore and they stop spending. This, uh, you know, in my view anyway, is the, the most likely way that we would enter a recession. So important to keep a watch on what's going on with uh, with consumer credit. It seems like there were a couple of releases this week and you updated us very well, Brian. So thank you so much for joining us. Again, today we have been joined by Senior Economist America's Brian Rose for the Top of the Morning Weekend Review and Preview Conversation. And as a reminder to our listeners, Top of the Morning is a part of the UBS Market Moves podcast channel, which is available where podcasts are found, including on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Visit UBS.com forward slash studios to view the entire podcast offering, as well as the UBS trending video series. From UBS Studios, I'm Siobhan Chapman, and thank you for joining us. This presentation is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be relied upon as investment advice or the basis for making any investment decisions. Neither UBS Financial Services, Inc. nor any of its employees provide tax or legal advice. You should consult with your personal tax or legal advisor regarding your personal circumstances. In providing wealth management services to clients, we offer both investment advisory and brokerage services, which are separate and distinct and differ in material ways. For information, including the different laws and contracts that govern, visit UBS.com forward slash working with us. UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG, member FINRA, SIPC.